0: Hmm. <laughs> there we go right we should be coming through on everything
1: oh, I'm an idiot I've just muted him there we go all the levels right we've been having so much technical issues <laughs> that it's tremendous. Uh... yeah the fact we've actually got this show going out is insane so I just want to check we are definitely going out blue snowball working I've not oh, is Clive coming through yeah you are Cut bloody out. <laughs> right still on the wait let's switch that over to our lovely image oh there we go lovely Right, let's go to YouTube, check we're streaming, waiting, let me just refresh. <laughs> Trust us, there's technical issues, the fact we're live. I've not clicked live on the bloody YouTube site itself. <laughs> go live, there we go, going live. <laughs> bloody hell. It's special for the podcast listeners, that. <laughs> just a little bonus of all the issues we've been having. Right, so, uh, it's taken us half an hour <laughs> to get any audio from like either side, so that's. Bloody brilliant. But we are live on everything! So let's get rid of the YouTube video so I can't hear myself back in my own headphones like a maniac. WWE Crown Jewel! Why aren't we watching? Now, because it's finished. <laughs> but when the show was meant to go live, that was actually more of a apt actual thing. Uh, as you may have heard, uh, I'm joined by a guest this week. So, uh, welcome to the show. My name is Matt Mayer, aka Imp, and this is LOP Radio Live on YouTube. Uh, and if you're listening in podcast form via Spreaker, this will be on Imps LOP Radio Adventure on LOP Radio or on um, the different iTunes and iHeart Radio and all the random stuff, Spotify won that as well. We're all over the place. That's right. So we're currently live in two places at once for the second week in a row. Live both in video and audio form. What could possibly go wrong? So I know you're right. Let's throw in another curveball <laughs> introduce a guest for the night. Uh, in all the way from Scotland, it's Clive. Oh, I went. Uh, uh, yeah, Scottish accent died. It's Clive.
0: Um, like I've said before, your accent's still better than Drew McIntyre's.
1: Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, <or, laughs> where he goes uh, full like angry Scottish. Like, I'm keep you, I heard him <laughs> like Braveheart. well, <laughs> oh, Mel Gibson has Braveheart. <laughs> Not that <actually. laughs> Braveheart. Uh. <laughs> I'm constantly just checking the levels because I don't trust. (laughs) After the last half hour, I don't trust technology.
0: Yeah, (laughs) neither do I. It's not been a great night, so apologies to anyone who was waiting for the 9pm start time. It seems to be hardware issues on my end. I was fine last night recording my own podcast, and tonight it just decided not to work. So apologies, but I'm here now.
1: Yes, and we can... Get started, and if you're watching on YouTube, I, the next thing I'm trying is having a different image for each topic we're talking about. So, fingers crossed, that should work. It's, not, it's the, like the least technology next step, really. Like Week from week, I'll see if I can add more things. Uh, eventually, I'll try and get me instead of cartoon me, but uh, I'd have to actually buy a camera. <laughs> so I've not done that yet. My set is literally a laptop uh, sorry a desktop kind of temporarily in a kitchen corner with cushions and blankets <laughs> just all over so not professional not permanent at all but the fact we're up and running is a miracle so <laughs> be, I'm not saying be thankful or grateful but bloody hell the effort was uh, finally worth it so do you think we should cheer everybody up Clive with a really happy talking point of today why not why not? Why not? Let's get it out of the way. I've got a reward for Clive after Crown Jewel. I let him talk about five Live. <laughs> That's how I... Uh...
0: <laughs>
1: but, so, uh, first off, it is Crown Jewel today. If you've heard any of my shows on the issue, if you've seen any of... if you've read any of my columns on it as well, uh, or just my Twitter feed, if you've seen that, I am somebody who doesn't watch Crown Jewel 100% because of the political reasons. It What also doesn't help, obviously, is that The cards haven't been great. They're not for us. So, like, yeah. It's it's cool that the people of Saudi Arabia get to see such a show. That's not my issue. (laughs) It's, yeah. When when I watched the first show and I saw it was wall-to-wall propaganda, then I found out that Saudi Arabia paid millions upon millions to put on this show. So it's paid for propaganda as part of the uh, Vision 2030, where it's a plan to have the... i have tried to think of the words to say it. The... uh, Image of Saudi Arabia to change in the West. That's the entire point of Vision 2030. And the idea to have changed their perception by 2030. And WWE are part of that change. And within society in Saudi Arabia, there has been little changes. However, at the same time, it's making changes whilst also not making any changes at all. Just, it's not a simple issue. So, uh like the prime example was last year it was perfect where they were proclaiming about how they're changed about how they're a really progressive nation and then come the next show they can't even say the name saudi arabia anywhere around the promotion or on the show itself or anything because of what happened like last year was a perfect example of why i don't watch these shows Uh, and then of course the third show this year was voted as at, at the moment it's right up there as worst show of the year some people say Hell and the Cell. No. Hell in a Cell was up there for worst main event of the year, of which there's also contention. <laughs> that's going to be a title award, that one. But, <laughs> yeah, so, all, it, the issue isn't that it's in Saudi Arabia. That's, that's not the issue for me. The issue is it's specifically an event paid for by their government as part of their Vision 2030 uh, propaganda. Which, in itself, p- promoting that your uh, kingdom is changing, that's not bad. But you have to be actually wanting to change and actually changing. Uh, there are signs of it, but at the same time, there's also signs n- not of it. It's not simple, and uh, there's a reason I've written two or three, like four thousand word uh, columns on the issue, kind of delving into like one point at a time, rather than going like fully flesh trying to explain everything. Because there's you have to look at the many aspects of the society and everything. Like, like uh-huh. the prime example for me is the the women's match that was uh, on today. That is brilliant. That is fantastic. That's a massive step forward. But you look elsewhere, and it's massive okay. steps back. I'm not going to ignore that them doing that is part of the, I guess propaganda for both Saudi Arabia and WWE. That like it's something good, but it's something good that they can sell essentially. Where so it's one step forward with the other foot standing back at the same time. So it's like a weird lunge <laughs> rather than a <the> proper <laughs> step. <laughs> right, Clive, uh, what are your thoughts on Crown Jewel?
0: Well, I do completely respect your stance on the political reasons for not watching it. Uh, and you're very specific in your reasons, which is commendable, because a lot of people just say, like to say it's because it's happening in Saudi Arabia, and mm-hmm. we know that there are many nations out there who have very dodgy practices and there's a chance that I'm using a phone at the moment that was made in a a country that's not got great human rights record. So it's one of those ones. I'm not. That doesn't bother me too much. With regards to Crown Jewel though, and the uh, the great Royal Rumbles, it's just the creative in general. Like that's that's what gives me heightened anxiety more <laughs> <laughs> because you you get things like Undertaker Goldberg which was, what, 15 years too late in terms of peak performance and all that. Uh, Shane McMahon ended up having a 40, 50-year-long story arc that only finished a couple of weeks ago. And just just things like that. These are the kind of things where the stories that are leading up to it, for instance, the Team Hogan versus Team Flair, both of whom who who also have dodgy pasts, if you'd look under the covers, I'm sure you'll find some things, but a lot of the creative on the main roster at the moment has been geared towards these Crown Jewel shows, and it's just, from that side of things, they don't interest me at all. So,
1: I do apologize so for this, I, I was trying to type very quietly, and I've failed. I <laughs> <laughs> continue.
0: There are some shining lights in it, like, obviously, the Natalia Lacey Evans match tonight, and as we've seen on Twitter, they were apart from a, a bottle throwing incident. It seemed to be cut, seemed to be received very well. They were hugging a lot of the women in the front front row. Mm. Uh, so from that side of things, that's a big step forward. I'm not sure if you're up to date with the results.
1: Oh yes, I've seen them all on Twitter, so I know everything that's been creatively. I've seen all the stuff.
0: So. Obviously, we've got The Fiend is now the universal champion, which was a sh- shocker. I did not see that coming at all, so that was a shock. So from a WWE storyline perspective, that's a positive. And then you've got the, the curtain-jerker between Kane Velasquez and Brock Lesnar, which was just from my I mean, 2 minutes match on Twitter.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it was a hug a hug fest. Basically, Bailey could have wrestled in that match, and then there was a couple of kicks, a takedown. It was basically I've, I have no interest in MMA. Yes, I
1: have
0: not much not much interest in Brock Lesnar overall. So for Kofi Kingston to lose that title in quite sudden, saddening fashion, all for it to lead to this match, it's just that's what takes that away from me all the nonsense that goes along with it, because it damages, I think, quite a few big things that happen on the main roster are damaged because of the Crown Jewel creative.
1: Yeah, and the creative side is, like, another whole part of it. Like, I wouldn't have as big of an issue as I do in terms of watching the television week to week if Crown Jewel didn't directly interfere with, like, the storylines on the main roster. Because not only Mm -hmm. do they lead to matches that... I personally have no interest in, but I'm I'm fine on that end because I know the show's not for me. Like WWE's a variety show. I'm fine with them doing a show that's not for me. That like, I'll just not pay attention for this short while. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> I'll be fine. WWE will yeah. be fine. if If I wind through a storyline, they don't care. That's fine. <laughs> it's not the end of the world. But it does interfere with the format of the show. It's like its own weird Survivor Series thing where for that short period they all focus on Crown Jewel, and everything they were doing was kind of dropped, and then as soon as Crown Jewel's over, all those storylines themselves are immediately dropped, and it goes back to what they were doing in the first place. So it's like a waste of time. Aside from the fact uh-huh. there is also some actual canon, <laughs> just sprinkled in, just to like keep the Western fan base feeling like they have to tune in, just like for the, what's it called, uh, FOMO. That's it, the fear of missing out. Just create that right. feeling. Uh, and The Fiend does that, like, Fiend vs Seth Rollins, 100%, the fact that that title changed, his hand, changed hands, that that makes... A big deal. Yeah, it, it makes it a big deal that that actually happened. And it was like, oh, maybe I should have tuned into the show. Like, it's a that is a very, very good booking decision. I'm also not forgetting it's currently Halloween today. <laughs> so, That's... like, The Fiend winning the title on Halloween. I'm all in on that. <laughs> like, yes. <laughs> like... If they weren't going to give him an in a Cell, today is the perfect day to give him that title. Uh-huh. <laughs> just yes. Uh, but, but yeah, the creative side, does it interferes with the television. And the, the way I've worded it in my columns is it makes it feel like there's absolutely no point in me watching the television for those weeks. As in, I could just check out, come back in a month, and then we go to Survivor Series. Which, in itself, is, also has the same issue. It drops everything. (laughs) So nowadays we've got those two shows in a row. where They drop everything for Crown Jewel, and then they do it again for Survivor Series. So you've got this two-month period where nothing happens. Uh, Last year we had Evolution, so at least the women's side properly could keep moving. Whilst this year they've moved things forward, but it's had a much slower pace with much less focus because they've not got anything to build to for such a long time. Like you've got Bailey and Sasha... Seemingly doing less and less, just nudging forward rather than actually properly progressing and moving the storyline like things are happening. It's. It's. Yeah, it interferes. <laughs> and now it's a two month period because of the Survivor Series. Don't get me wrong, I do really like Survivor Series, and from what I've seen with the Raw, SmackDown, and NXT, just like the right hand side of the picture if you're watching on YouTube, there's the. Yeah, Survivor Series, this was the other thing that was announced at uh, Crown Jewel. Uh, it's going to be Raw SmackDown and NXT. Yes, two thumbs up. Yes. Yes, <laughs> like properly if pushing the third brand.
0: If I had a, an extra hand, I would give that three thumbs up, to be honest with you, that's great news.
1: <laughs> because he's on the phone, guys. <laughs> Nothing untoward. <laughs> he's on the phone.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, we tried to, We tried many other methods. The fact we've got Clive at all. <laughs> it's a miracle. Uh, uh, but yeah, th- so as a long-term fan who's A got the political issues B got the creative issues, and C I've just I've, I've seen the reception of all three shows and they got progressively worse. Why would I tune into the fourth one? like <laughs> and not forgetting that I do cover WWE for a site so I am in a small niche that is very, very different where if there mm-hmm. is a show on, I most of the time will check it out even if I don't have a super amount of interest because I cover it for a site. I'm in a small I mean there's a smaller niche of the internet wrestling community which is obviously bigger than it used to be it's still quite a small niche uh, like we're in an even smaller niche than that <laughs> where we cover it every single week and do podcasts or columns mm-hmm. or now YouTube stuff as well so like when it when it's the thing of or if you don't like it, don't watch it it's like oh but I actually critique it <laughs> that is what I do yes. So
0: it's kind of uh, an unnecessary evil
1: yeah so when I'm talking about all the like issues I've got with things, it's because I want it to be better, or it's just this is my opinion on this thing. Like If you read, what, if you read my columns every single week, you'll see me blasting like the Bobby Lashley versus Rusev storyline, and then I'll be praising Seth Rollins and that stuff for these last few weeks, which uh-huh. is a weird turnaround <laughs> where I'm praising Seth Rollins to the sky, but yeah... There's, it's two different parts of it. I don't hate WWE. I just don't like certain aspects. Some I understand aren't for me, but I can also call them crap <laughs> at the same time.
0: Yeah, I...
1: yeah. But um, like, the other thing I worded it as last week, we were kind of talking about stuff, was it feels like my morals are being attacked from two sides. There's Saudi Arabia and there's Hulk Hogan. Like It's not just the oh, one I know, thing. I know. <laughs> like, oh, know. somebody dear. where it does affect me and it does affect my viewing... Having it from both sides, like oh, it, that grains more than normal. <laughs> oh, like, are you somebody matter, as well? Where it matters to you?
0: Hasn't uh, Tyson Fury been in trouble for some prejudiced comments as well?
1: Yes, which um, I think were nice. Uh, can I PG what he said? Mm. I'll say extremely hom- homophobic, extremely transphobic. It, um, that's a that's my PG way of what he said essentially. Right, and, it, okay. and it was bad enough that people like boxing fans wanted him gone. Not all of them. Like I a select a, se- a section of boxing fans wanted him gone, like mm-hmm. for good. He doesn't get another title shot, kind of thing. Um, however, he's been given another chance, and from what I can see, he's taking it extremely seriously, and like making an effort to clear up his mental health as well as his like competing side as well and his family side and everything. Okay. So. It appears at this moment Or since he's come back It's not been that long But since he's come back He has seemed to be taking all the crap seriously It's just uh, Long term will that happen What happens when he has like, another Because we all have mental down periods But Titan Fury has shown when he has those He yeah he goes to another level And that's what's kind of Pissed people off essentially uh,
0: Yeah
1: <laughs> Yeah, so if you look him up you won't find nice things is the short oh, yeah. word of it yeah. but because we're on YouTube now I I've got to make sure I don't swear <laughs> or say naughty things or thing. uh, to be fair just mentioning certain words gets you demonetized even if you're talking about them in a serious light or whatever but hooray for algorithms Hello. that don't make Hello. sense <laughs> <laughs> I accept my robot overlords <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah so that's Crown Jewel, how long are we going for? 18 minutes! Oh, okay, that was a lot longer than I thought. <laughs> but yeah. So, so Crown Jewel is, for me, an overall negative thing, but it's also something I can easily ignore. So, like, with Monday Night Raw, as soon as Hogan came out, I'm immediately winding. Which caused a bit of an issue when it was Ricochet versus Drew McIntyre, which is, like, always an amazing match. Like, so far, it's always been an amazing match. So I would get conflicted. It's like, oh, I really want to watch that match. But at the same time, you've got Hulk Hogan there because he's promoting the Saudi Arabia show. Like, ooh, <laughs> the mental pain! Oh. Uh-huh.
0: It's, uh, it's horrendous. You really don't know what to do with yourself. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so that's why last week I was just saying that I just want to watch my wrestling. <laughs> I don't want to answer. I don't want to have to answer a morality questionnaire when I'm watching my wrestling. <laughs> like, <laughs> that this is meant to be my stupid thing where I turn my brain off. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Ah uh, yeah, but yeah. So that's our, That's our feelings on Crown Jewel. Uh, evidently, we've not watched it. We've ended up going live at, like towards its end, but that wasn't on purpose. <laughs> so yeah, so that happened. Anyway, well, oh, we've not mentioned anything at all about wishing Ricky a happy night. <laughs> so, yes, yes, yes. Uh,
0: Unfortunately, you want the take to be done this one.
1: Oh uh, yeah, so it, uh, we're meant to have both of them, but then Vicky's been accidentally uh, roped into a family gathering and he can't get out, <laughs> so he's locked. Um. He's stuck. <laughs> so uh, well,
0: we... it's a, a, a surprise dinner from his mum to the, the, his large family. So although he's not talking about wrestling, he's getting a nice Halloween feast. So fair play to him.
1: <laughs> My Halloween feast was just spaghetti with a sauce on it, like nothing. <laughs> nothing Halloween. <laughs> There's nothing spooky in my house at all. I've not even come up with any crap jokes because it took me so long to get all the stuff ready for the stream. So I did it last minute. So well done me. Hooray. Uh, but one of, the, one of the reasons I did it all last minute was because there's so much wrestling to watch. Hashtag transition. <laughs> well done hey. me. Anyway, So because there is so much to watch, there's one, I was going to say promotion, but one show that's kind of fallen by the side in this like. I was going to say sparkling new era, but it's not that camp. In this new uh, explosive era... There we go, because it's dynamite, that works. It's too explosive era of wrestling where it's blown about all over the place. One show that has fallen on Fridays after Smackdown Live, or just Smackdown on Fox, 205 Live. So uh, Clive used to report on 205 Live for Lordsofpain.net. Uh, obviously, he doesn't anymore. And uh, I fall. I don't know if it's a similar thing for you, but because we live over here in the UK... We're not able to get our content out like quick enough to be like talking about. For me, it's SmackDown, so like uh-huh. at the moment, both me and Tito are posting on the same day, but he's posting like as soon as he can after SmackDown, whilst I don't post for like another half day because I it, yeah I can't watch it till I get up, which uh, so obviously yeah, exactly. I'm asleep. Mm. But are you having the like, kind of issue of actually getting round to 205 live? Like before we talk about the actual state of the show. Uh, are you like keeping up with it relatively easily?
0: Yeah, I mean, the reason for not continuing to do the columns for it anymore was purely the. It's nothing to do with the quality of the show. It was just with it moving to Friday nights, and there was, when all this stuff was going on with just before Fox and NXT and USA, 205 was hardly ever in the conversation, and it was as if they forgot to say anything about it, and they said, oh, eh, uh, by the way, it's going to be on Fox after Smackdown on Fridays. So when that when that decision was made, it was a decision made by myself not to cover it because I feel, like you said, it's a, the wrestling journalism or, or that reporting or whatever, it's very time sensitive, especially if you're looking for real clicks on the websites and stuff like that. So I, realistically, if it's on Friday night, and then the first time I'm able to see it is on Saturday, Saturday morning. I've got Saturday morning's my long lie morning, and I can have a lie in. And then the rest of it, it's family time. And with me working during the week, I want to spend more time with the family. I'm not going to put myself through rushing through two or five lives early in the morning anymore. So it was purely that. And I still do keep up with it though, um, not as urgently. Obviously, anymore, so it might be Sunday evening, Sunday morning, and um, I'll catch up. And it's quite weird where I'm not watching it with a view to write some fancy words about it. I can just sit back and enjoy it now and uh, have a wee laugh and chuckle away at Oni Larkin and listen to Aria Devari's theme music and think he might have the best theme music going right now. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I um, accidentally realised that on I think I was playing I was playing 2K19 like in the build up to 2K20 coming out I say coming out mm-hmm. l- falling limp as a blob <laughs> 2K20 just, I, I... yeah just like <laughs> on the floor um, but yeah so I was playing 2K19 and I was just making a I think I started a new career mode and then I suddenly realised that oh like Davari's like all of his stuff works really well and because I don't really play as Davari, I can just nick like all of his stuff. <laughs> it's like, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, I'll... I can take everything. It's like, yeah. He's not like a top-of-the-table uh, person to play as and to, on a WWE video game. But all of his... like, his, From his music to his titan tron, it's like, yeah, let make blue my theme and it's all good. <laughs> it's just like... <laughs> 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 yeah, but I, I feel like he's one of those guys who's really stepped up since the, I guess, yeah. the Mustafa Ali, Buddy Murphy, and... Uh, I guess Tony Neese era has kind of moved on a little bit. Although Tony Neese is obviously still there. I thought there was a the third person I'm forgetting. But yeah, Buddy Murphy Alley, especially. Cedric Alexander! <laughs> that's the other Cedric guy. Cedric
0: Alexander, that's yeah. the one.
1: So since those three moved on, I feel like Diwari is one of those people that has stepped up. Um, I'm only watching the odd week when I can, normally on a Sunday. So I'm already behind when I'm watching it. But but yeah, from what I've seen of Diwari. I see a lot of people on Twitter not feeling the same way. I just think, are we watching the same performer? Because I'm really impressed with Daivari. He's one of those guys who has stepped up. And the new guys who are coming in, who Drake Maverick teased. uh, I'm assuming... I can't remember. Did we get anyone last week? Anyone new? Um,
0: Not new ones, but but Angel Angel Gaza seems to be a prominent feature now. Obviously with him eyeing up Pony Nese's Cruiserweight Championship. So you've got him and Isaiah Scott he's there as well hmm. but the, back to Daivari, the he's doing something that's not been appreciated as much for anyone who watches 205 live regularly they'll know that the, the crowd can be very apathetic towards it sometimes even shouting boring or hmm. chanting for a baby
1: <laughs> that baby but, was
0: awesome the, uh, I know but the, what divari does he sort of it tells the crowd to shut up and they immediately draw, the attention is drawn immediately to him and he starts getting boos. So he's bringing the audience back in. Okay, it's booing, but it's working and it gets them invested. So that's just a small thing that he's doing now that he's, he's kind of waking up the crowd and getting them involved in the whole pantomime of it all. So I really appreciate him doing for doing that.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of two or five live talent who have absolutely nailed the ability to do that. Like especially uh, Buddy Murphy, because he's had like no creative. When he comes out, he's been getting uh, reactions. His new music is also generic crap. I don't know what was it. Just too similar to Alexa Bliss, <laughs> so they just went no, it's gone. <laughs> I've no idea why. They, especially after uh, I've forgotten what they're called. Oh, C. Oh, what are they called? C. CFO Dollar Sign, <laughs> whatever they were called. <laughs>
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, S-C-F-O apostrophe percentage sign, I don't
1: know <laughs> but yeah, so the former guys who did all the music for WWE they have created some amazing themes like almost every single one of them like a brilliant theme however since they've left every theme's been crap <laughs> I can't think of one I don't even like uh EF Shirai he's done in NXT and no, when we heard a come out I. You're like when we heard it come out to Poppy, it's like that fits so well. Why aren't they just using that? <laughs> I don't know if it's a record label thing where they be where they're being dick so it's not even worth considering it. Which happened like with over in Japan, but yeah, the themes they're creating now are crap, and they're not really adding to the character at all. They're just like the type of music where once it's finished, you could never remember it, kind of thing. Uh, that's what I call Buddy Murphy's. Like, Clive, could you even hum Buddy Murphy's current theme?
0: No, not at all. <laughs> it's just, like, um,
1: uh, Daniel Bryan said it, I think, before he got Flight of the Valkyries, Like he's just saying it in a promo. It's like the music I've... No, saying it to Sheamus, that was it, in the WrestleMania, built to the WrestleMania match that didn't happen, where Daniel Bryan was just saying... I've just came out to a generic theme that I couldn't tell you anything about, <laughs> kind of thing, as yeah. like his status in the company. <laughs> Which so it's a great promo. For it's a shame the match never happened, but, uh, uh-huh. but but yeah, it's it doesn't help when that happens, especially where you've got all those people with those great themes, and then they're there with the just, yeah the like the two K twenty arrival just <laughs> there. just not like, that was yeah. crap. <laughs> it means nothing. <laughs> uh, a good theme can really help. It really adds it to the character, like uh, Bobby Roode, especially when he was the rich heel in NXT. That theme uh-huh. was perfect. I know it wasn't. Apparently, it was written for Shinsuke Nakamura, and they went with another one, but it fits Roode so perfectly. It was. Like well, a, I'm
0: glad that Nakamura got his one as well because that was a, that's still a fun favourite. I'm not a big fan of the the Japanese rap metal oh, really? thing.
1: Uh, I personally really like the rap, that it. When he turned heel and he got that, I really, really like. Especially as they gave a um, character tie-in reason for it. It wasn't was just a thing, let's get some yeah. Japanese singers because he's Japanese or anything like that. It's like, no, they gave a character reason for it. It really worked. I personally really like it. it fits the heel kind of twist he's had to make it a bit more dark rocky. Yeah,
0: that's true. That's true.
1: Like mm. You look at that and you look at what's so far happening with Kari Sane where she's awesome. <laughs> I love evil Kari Sane. Uh, mostly because she actually gets to get featured now, however her uppity ultra baby face pirate music (laughs) doesn't fit at all (laughs) not even close
0: they even changed hers because she had a different one for the New Young Classic which was infinitely better in every way and then she just got a um, generic pirate music one Mm. (laughs) the first one sounded like something out of Final Fantasy and then the new one was just Oh, okay then.
1: <laughs> uh, like you can understand maybe the generation, or the people in control, not quite understanding why a Final Fantasy type theme is so lifting and <laughs> awesome as well. Uh, whilst this is, it was yes, it was piratey, yes, it was ultra baby facey, um, but one hundred percent now it doesn't fit, especially when it's switching from Asuka's song. Uh, and I understand oh, it.
0: Oh, that's terrible.
1: Like. If it was just Asuka's song, I do understand that that would maybe feel like this is Asuka and she's got a friend, compared to it being the Kabuki Warriors. Like, together they're both awesome, kind of thing. However, oh. switching from Asuka's theme to this theme, WWE have a habit of this. This isn't the first time I've done the crap mashup, but like, sometimes it's a crap mashup, but then we got that awesome Big Show Jericho one where they actually did a recording for it, where it was like the heavy metal version of Break the Walls Down. With big show stuff in there as well. Like, oh, that was brilliant. (laughs) That was such a good theme. (laughs) I
0: can't remember that. I'll need to check that out.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think the year was, I want to say 2009, I think. Uh I think that was the year they uh, started using it, to what, like, right at the end, whenever Tables, Letters, and Chairs was, because I know they faced DX. Uh, Yeah. They must have come out to that theme, but yeah, such an awesome matchup. But, yeah, but beforehand, you get stuff like Rated RKO, where it's just switching between the two.
0: I know. but at least they yeah, were both box songs. <laughs> yeah. Fire and Desire have that as well, I think.
1: Oh, yeah. It just doesn't work where you got the ah, and then bah, 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 bah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't fit oh. at all. Like, uh,
0: Why are you doing that?
1: It's lazy. It's pretty much what it is. There's uh-huh. no... Like, if they were putting actual effort into the presentation, they would have a theme. Like, end of. Or they would just pick one and stick with it. Especially as, like, how the two are presented... Asuka's theme really does fit. Like, it's the kind of theme which would fit for a cocky heel just prancing about and a fighty uh-huh. baby face. Like, it works for both. So I don't quite understand why they're switching for Kyrie's theme when it doesn't fit at all. That's That can't work as a heel, really. Especially when it's switching they, between the cool Asuka theme.
0: Uh uh-huh. they, ha- they could even do something like have Asuka's music play at the start when they're coming down and Kairi saying gets the pin at the end of it all, so her music plays out, stuff like that. It's not that hard.
1: I've also just realised I've got the 205 Live picture up on YouTube. However, we've not been talking about that for quite a while. So let me switch it to Eo Shirai. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if it's any <laughs> lag, actually. <laughs> just check it, it has switched. It's always oh, not saying it's switched, but it will eventually. There's a bit of a lag. But yes... Eo Shirai in NXT awesome we touched on it briefly with Poppy Uh, what did you make of that opening?
0: I kind of didn't do you mean the entrance last night? Uh, yeah I I will be honest I kind of fast forwarded that bit (laughs) (laughs) Uh, it was just a case of right let's just get to the match because because like you said I'm not a big fan of Eosurize uh, music, hmm. and we've also got the thing at the moment where NXT is doing this one two minute intro to the episode, to make it a big highlight reel thing.
1: Oh, yeah, and it's just, are,
0: yeah. right. and I, I appreciate that they do that, but I just want to get to the the, st- the promo or the the ring stuff. So I didn't actually catch it on my feed.
1: Especially as like UK folk, where as I was like getting everything ready for the show I think I was messaging Clive uh, and was, it was when Vicky was saying he might not be able to make it at things and you were saying you were just watching stuff I don't you know you just told me you couldn't get AW in that was it but mm-hmm. I, at that moment I was sitting there with like an hour left of NXT <laughs> I was just like I've got to have dinner at some point <laughs> I don't know when we am going to finish this <laughs> it's like I'm struggling and uh, I had the, it's half term at the moment I struggled when it's half term <laughs> like there's Nothing on, but yeah. I still struggled to watch it. Like, I enjoyed it, uh, but I will say it was a... Uh, NXT are doing really well at injecting that energy. I'm not a massive fan of the like yeah. massive intros at the start, especially when you got AEW, just get to it. So really? um, the AEW starts immediately, like you're into the show or it builds to something straight away whilst it's a massive recap on NXT isn't necessarily needed. It's like AEW are trusting their fans to have a memory, really, or... Uh-huh. Or well, they blast through it when I do recap it, compared to NXT, which is full on, this is everything that happened that you need to know going into this one. Yeah. So I'm not It's, not as,
0: it's, it's not as if it's bad, it's good quality and it's oh, yeah. epic and all that. It's just like right, okay, that's fine, but we've been doing some really excellent stuff the last four or five weeks, so just give us that just now, please.
1: <laughs> uh, but I will say, uh so Poppy came out. If you don't know who Poppy is, uh Heavy metal singer. I don't really know <laughs> how else to explain her. She's interesting. That, yeah, I always put it. <laughs> but uh, so she was performing a unrelated song to Iyoshirai, then she switched to, I think it was the one that was one of the themes for one of the takeovers. She started singing that, and Iyoshirai right. came out to that music, and they walked down the ramp together, and then they posed <laughs> in the ring together, and there was flashing lights, and when the music stopped, the crowd were, went mental. <laughs> it's like a really and uh, the pre- presentation for Eros I was awesome. She felt so special coming out to that music and with Poppy. like whenever you get a like a band doing an actual performance for you coming out, you feel damn special. And it yes. was the same here. But then when she won, it played her music normally afterwards. It's kind of like oh yeah, oh. I mean, why don't they just use Poppy? Because they've used Poppy in like one of the uh, packages for I think it was a match with Candice LeRae. To when it was yeah. just selling Eo's turn, and they played Poppy whilst they were showing that bit, and it worked so well. And then here as well, when she does. came out to Poppy, it worked so well. <laughs> so I don't really know why they're not.
0: Maybe that's what record labels doing.
1: Yeah, that yeah. Record labels are a bit. Uh, yeah, <laughs> they want as much money as possible. That interferes with like just doing stuff. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> realise I'm on YouTube as well like The prime home for that happening Where people who wrote their own songs get copyright strikes <laughs> It's like, oh Algorithms <laughs> oh. But yeah, so NXT as a whole It was um, It was one of those shows Which wasn't bad But the entire time I was watching it I was like, I mean I want to be I'm getting tired now, like, I want to be doing Something else, even though the show was great It's, it's a weird contrast to be having Like, when I actually, if I critically write about it, I'm not going to have that much bad to say. But whilst I'm watching it, like, no, I prefer AEW as I'm watching that. It's just a personal preference. I know you've got, I guess your AEW turns into NXT UK as your, like, second thing to consume. Yes. uh, But yeah, for me, I'd rather be watching the other one. (laughs) Even though this show's really good, it's an odd one. I don't know.
0: That's fair enough.
1: Yeah, it's a it's a difficult thing to explain. It's like, yeah, I will give it high ratings. I'll say it was awesome because it was. But as I show together, I start to like lag a bit. I start to lag. I turn my, I'm, too, <laughs> I'm too nerdy, too computery. <laughs> humans lagging. Uh.
0: <laughs>
1: but yeah, um, there's something about it. Like the actual construction of the show where it's specifically in the middle. Like when we started getting Cameron Grimes versus Tyler Bate. I, like, mentally, I had no time for that match, even though it was good. I don't, I don't I don't know if that's like a card structure thing or if it's a momentum thing because I always open the shows so hot with such an awesome match that no. when you get to those last few matches before the main event, like the momentum starts to die down a bit before it peaks again. Uh, I don't know. are you having that yeah, same issue or is it just me?
0: no, I've not uh I think that last four or five weeks have been it's there have been a few instances where you've got that lag, as you say, a lull in proceedings. That's a so word. And this one for me this week was the Shane Thorne Bronze and Reed match. It just had no, literally no interest in it, and I'm not really digging the Shane Thorne thing that's going on at the moment. Mm. It's just, it's, it's it's just coming across as one of those guys who's going to be in the midcard of NXT for a long time, and I think it's going to take a while to rewire our brains because NXT is all about coming in at the bottom and working your way to the top, but now. It is is recognised as a, an official brand. There's not this rush to be quote-unquote promoted to the main roster. So there's going to be people who are just going to be mid-carders and so Shane Thorne, when you've got, I personally have been really enamoured with Cameron Grimes, what we've seen of him so far. Shane Thorne in comparison is not as interesting. So the, the lull happened earlier and I was still on a bit of a high with the War Games announcement. That was Excellent mm-hmm. stuff. that really, I've really enjoyed all the ins and outs of the women's division at the moment. So maybe the whole thing with Tyler Bate and Cameron Grimes was just a total come down from the regal screaming war games for the third, <laughs> third time in a row.
1: Oh, I love that platform they've got. <laughs> they yeah. The so he can shout like a, like the Lord over his people. <laughs> I love that. We uh, yeah, had that, that announcement as well. Like everything the women did on the show was fantastic. Uh, Yeah, Io Shirai felt special because of the Poppy introduction, then the match with Candice LeVay was as great as their other matches always have been, then he had the hot animosity with Rhea Ripley as well, then they came back later in the show and the animosity came back and all the same people Mm -hmm. came out again and it made sense, like who attacked who all made sense because you'd seen it earlier, like you'd been told the relationships between people and it made sense then why they would jump them later. Like, it's not a thing of, oh, you've had your segment, so that's it. It's like, no, it's a, a live world kind of thing. It's the type of thing, that uh-huh. like, when we, we it's the type of thing I'm praising AW for, but I'm also not going to pretend it's not in NXT, because it is. It's just a raw and SmackDown issue. Like, it exists in NXT. They feel like an alive, what? breathing world where people can just jump out of nowhere because they've got a grudge against someone, and it'll make sense when it happens. What? That's exactly what this was. And then when like Bianca Belair coming out as well, like asserting her kind of allegiance in this story makes sense as well, and especially because it's the personal battles against the others, so it makes sense who aligns with who. Uh, Yeah, it's it's done so well, and I don't have a clue who that final teammate's going to be, unless I'm drawing a blank.
0: It must be Maya Yam, surely. Can can it be anyone else? Of
1: course. Yeah. Uh, if it's not her, then it'll be somewhat like, could be Tony Storm, but there's no actual relation there. It's just uh-huh. name, insert name here, kind of thing.
0: Unless, <laughs> oh, Triple, H, unless Triple H actually recognises that Shayna's goons are that bad that they have to, two of them counts as one, and it's <laughs> 4v4. <laughs> uh,
1: that would so. And if the other team goes, no, the other two, they're rubbish, it's fine. We don't need the extra person. No, it's fine. <laughs> you need to leave it under. No, it's alright, we don't need it.
0: Yeah. It's like um, when you're playing and you're, you're in the playground and you're picking who's going on your team. <laughs> those two would be last. <laughs> uh,
1: I was normally last because I was quite not last. I was one of the last few because I was quite lanky and very unsporting looking. So, <laughs> like, right? as, so as kids, it doesn't always uh, like matter like how good you actually are. <laughs> there was, like lots of judgment calls are made, and I was one of those people where I was way better than I looked. Not like Peter Crouch. That's a great reference for our American listeners. <laughs> but yeah. <Not> like... <laughs> Peter Crouch, I don't know. How do you explain Peter Crouch other than he's like a human giraffe? I don't really know.
0: <laughs> I, I, I'm, I, imagine one of Tim Burton's animated <laughs> characters come to life. That's who oh, Peter Crouch is.
1: Like the with the really long arms and really long legs, like really thin as well, so it's like he's walking on sticks and <laughs> like uh,
0: kind of doing the robot dance when he scores a goal oh yeah
1: <laughs> oh I'm um, like um, if you've ever seen a deer on ice where its legs are just a bit like uncertain looking <laughs> 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 it's so <fun. clears throat> so yeah I used to get picked last <laughs> in sport kind of things and then it'd be half decent there um, yeah. I have I have pace rather than actual ability to pull off technique <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> so yeah. So yeah, nice advice But anyway, um, WWE <laughs> instead of uh, Matthew is <laughs> about the downsides of Sports Day. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, women's thing all fantastic. The build-up to War Games all fantastic. If anything, it took away some of the limelight from the men's announcement, where Tommaso Ciampa at the end of the show saying, uh, "Goldie, you get to wait a minute. Uh, Daddy's got a war to have, or something like that. Or uh-huh. Daddy's going to war." Uh, it, that felt like it should have been awesome, but the women's match feels way more momentous. It's just another undisputed era war games match. Like it's for me, it's not any better or worse than the last one or the one before that. Like we've seen it twice already. They're good. I'm looking forward to it, but I'm amped for the women's one. Especially, like the so, end the storylines as well. It's awesome. I
0: read that as I. Uh interpreted that as it's just Champa going to war with Adam Cole so did you? has it been announced that it was a Men's War Games as well?
1: I've not seen it officially announced but I'm assuming that's what he said where Goldie you're going to have to wait, Daddy's going to war I'm assuming that was just uh, was, uh, Oh
0: right
1: War Games 2019 I'm googling it to make this some super fun kind of thing, let's just go to the announcements uh, No, that's the wrong place to go uh, da, da 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 Sing here we go. An actual new site reporting it. Uh oh, they're just reporting the women's one.
0: Right. Uh... Oh no, here we go. I mean they yeah. may do it.
1: Found it. Uh undisputed era versus Tommaso Champa, Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, and T B D in a men's war games match, and there's a women's war games as well.
0: Dijack, perhaps?
1: That's the one that makes the most sense. Especially oh, with this please,
0: please, please, please <laughs> make it Jack.
1: I'll I'll pay. Jesus Christ.
0: (laughs) I I will pay two subscriptions worth that month to see that Dijak in a War Games match. (laughs) Pay £19.98 to see it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) He's doing the spots Ricochet did last year. (laughs) But he's like seven foot.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's great. I I just took that as it was going to be a a title match between Champa and Cole, but that's cool. Mm. It's uh, even better I've quietly been starting to really appreciate the last two War Games pay-per-views the 2018 one had arguably my favourite match, Alice O'Black Black and Johnny Gargano one of the best NXT matches I've seen and the War Games match was just a culmination of months and months and months of great matches and stories between Dunn, Ricochet, to a lesser extent the Viking Raiders, but they all had f- scores to settle with the Undisputed Era, and that was just, that felt like an actual war of a match. So, so um, War Games has become one of my favourite times of the year. I'm looking forward to that one. Thanks for breaking the news to me. I'm chuffed.
1: <laughs> it's like, awesome to hear. It's like, yes. <laughs> so, yeah, assumably it <laughs> A man whose name I can't say, so I just call him G- Die Jack it's like I really struggle yeah. with it <laughs> I'm too European I just want to say it I want say every other name from Croatia I uh-huh. <laughs> can't do it mm. I'm like I want to call him Dijakovic so when you say Dijakovic I have to say it slowly like Dijana I <laughs> just
0: can't no, do it just no. odd
1: like I was able to drop uh, the Kari Sane thing where I was like uh, I was like well, well what, 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 Imp what was is your issue with Kari Sane it's like I mean if it was if she's Japanese and she's called Sane. It wouldn't be sp- spelt like that. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. I'll drop it. It's fine. <laughs> in Japanese, she's called Sane. <laughs> if you spell it like that. <laughs> it's fine. I'll drop it. Like that I was able to move past. <laughs> but uh Dajakovic, uh, I just can't do it. My mouth doesn't want to say no. it like that. I have to really concentrate. <laughs> I know. Yeah. 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 At least sanes was just me being a Japanese like grammar nerd <laughs> in a way. Uh-huh uh like it was is like die dai die jack <laughs> with some
0: some motor skills are required to say his surname
1: <laughs> and i don't have them <laughs> but i have noticed it's a theme like more in america where if if it's people who from that region who have moved over they do say the hard sounds more often than like the actual serbo crowd region itself but uh-huh. uh yeah it's a language where every letter is always said the same so you won't have it being different but, uh, and it's it's much softer like Djokovic is how a lot of people cause especially I'm assuming me and Clive know because of football Like we see those names quite a lot <laughs> so we uh-huh. hear the, I see it. yeah a lot of itches <laughs> in Croatia, Serbia Yugoslavia <laughs> uh, but yes he's, he's awesome nonetheless even if I can't say his name <laughs> he's very very good and his matches with Keith Lee have been it's awesome to see uh, like the kind of match that was in like PWG and all that uh, in the, on the indie scene, they've essentially just ripped that and done it in NXT and they've gotten over huge. Like it's just, yep. it's too big, lads, for having a 205 match. <laughs> it's so <laughs> it is. It
0: is 305 live, basically.
1: Yeah. <laughs> not like on the main roster where so I think somebody just did a topple and it was like, oh my god, it's 305 live. <laughs> it's like, no, Keith Lee, <laughs> they're doing proper, uh, not, well, not proper like Will Ospreay stuff. <laughs> where they're doing like Moon Salts or stuff, but yeah, it's awesome uh, to see. And they've awesome got to do it anyway. it
0: as well.
1: Mm. Like I love Keith Lee because Keith Lee's got that thing where he, like we did the pounce and Adam Cole at the end of the show. It's just like Oof. <laughs> Adam oh Adam Cole yeah. go away. Uh, but then he's that also you know that? Yeah, he's got all the other stuff as well. Like he and Trevor Lee could have an awesome match <laughs> just because they can both do all of each other's moves in an awesome. We can have just as awesome match against the big lads like yep. yeah I don't know how his main roster, roster I can't say it I don't know how his main roster runs going to go but he he's amazing in NXT same with uh, Dykovich. he's or, I've given up of saying how I want to say it <laughs> like
0: he's yeah just just go with DiJack. it's fine
1: uh, yeah that, his indie name DiJack. that's easy takes nothing in still breaks my rules <laughs> but it's fine <laughs> it's easy <laughs> uh, yeah uh, awesome match and yeah, can't wait to see more of it. Like Keith Lee's been absolutely kidding it. Or since NXT's moved to USA. Uh-huh. So, Matt Riddle as well feels like an absolute superstar. Like, he's gonna be massive in the future.
0: And Matt Riddle, did you say?
1: Yes, Matt Riddle, yes.
0: Yeah, there's there are a select few who've really benefited from this move because see, when it was tapings, Keith Lee was just not really not really utilized that much, mm. but since we've moved over to the two-hour format, he's front and center. So you've got Matt Riddle, Keith Lee, Dijak, uh, Cameron Grimes, quite a lot of the women as well. There's a lot of people who are benefiting from this extra, extra running time. It's great stuff.
1: Mm. Right, we somehow we've we've talked about like three or four topics already, and we're blasting through everything we've somehow made it to the last topic. (laughs) This is quite, quite something. I've just switched a thing over on uh, YouTube. It's AEW, of which Clive has watched nothing of AEW since, (laughs) since coincidentally, Double or Nothing. So it fits quite well. That's if Uh I've remembered the history you've given me. I think that's right.
0: Uh, I have seen Double or Nothing and Ricky was, Ricky has been watching AEW so he was going to be on to discuss it. I just... It's not a, it's not a case of um I may come across jokingly as one of those fuck AEW oh sorry I've just sworn on your live show, I do apologise.
1: <laughs> demonetised yeah. even though we got we're not activated. We're <laughs> demonetised.
0: Well I'll I'll give you a fiver then personally. am <laughs> uh, not wrestling video guys.
1: on YouTube would make a fiver. <laughs> well yeah go.
0: On. <laughs> like, it's just not, it's a case of not having time to shoehorn in another ep, another episodic wrestling show. Uh, I did try with NWA, but I'm already behind in that one. I've not seen that this week. So, I'm, and it's not intentionally one of those guys I don't want to watch AEW because they're versus my sweet beloved NXT. <laughs> just one of those ones I've not got around to it. Double or nothing, I wasn't too fussed by. I was a tad bored from quite a few of the matches so I wasn't in a rush to watch the other um, pay-per-views or internet shows that they did and it's just it's kind of fallen away from me now so I'm at that stage where I've got what I watch I'm content I don't feel the need to catch up with AEW and one of the things that's also not, not wanting me to tune in it's not so much the, the digs at WWE it's the ratings now that seem like a lot of the pro pro AEW people online, they're talking about ratings and demos. I don't care about the demos. I care about stories and the wrestling. Tell me more about that. Tell me about that thing, those things that are going on in AEW, and maybe I'll tune in to see what you're talking about. For instance, this whole thing with um, NWA. There was, this, I was a couple of episodes behind, and people were talking about Camille not talking and the the crazy adverts, that fake commercials that they do, and that's what made me tune in. But nobody was telling me about NWE's YouTube count or how many forty five Sagittarians who also watch P. I And i thought it. it's like that. These are the kind of stats that don't bring me into a program. It's the the, the cannon, as it were. So maybe one day I'll catch it. And if I had enough notice from Ricky. This week I would have tried to catch it or be able to t- talk about it properly in the show, but as of this moment, I am not a, an all elite wrestling viewer, so apologies to one and all.
1: Yes, like for me, the ones that have fallen off are like NWA Power. For me, it just wasn't enough. Some my kind of thing. Like I watched it. And like yeah, this is really good of what it is, but what it is this mm-hmm. isn't for me. I can recognise it's really good, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to check it out every single week. Especially when yeah. I know every week, because of my column, and because like I'm kind of lucky with AEW, that uh, Jan-Man, who does uh, Kingdom of Honor and is live with uh, Dynamite After Dark now every single Wednesday, yeah. it, it, that'll be on YouTube tomorrow. There's so much I need to do. <laughs> I uploaded Sports <laughs> Entertainment is dead today. <laughs> I've got it, and now I'm doing this. I'll get it up tomorrow. But uh, yeah, so I'm lucky that Jan-Man uh, wanted to do the live uh, like AEW Aftershocks, so I'm live after every AEW pay-per-view. So that's kept me up, like got me invested before the TV started, like keeping up with all of that mm-hmm. and immediately talking about it. Uh, and now I've got my column every week where I'm talking about WWE with NXT Raw smackdown and AEW. So I've got a I've got a world that's because of my coverage I'm keeping up with it. And that's really yeah. really helped, especially as then afterwards I get to write my thought words about it. Like did I enjoy it so far? Both NXT and AEW absolutely knocking it out of the park. Like both have got some of the issues that like we talked about—the lull sometimes in NXT, like towards the second, halfway through the second hour, sometimes there's a bit of a lull. Uh, aw has got its own problems as well, especially as it's trying to figure out what it is and what it wants all of its aspects to be. Like I see a lot of the uh, kind of pushback is against uh, how do the rules work in tag teams because they have tag team matches, because they've said it's down to rest, can't say, referee discretion, which. Causes a bit of confusion of what the rules actually are. And that... Yeah, so there's a bit of confusion there. Uh, and they're figuring out what they actually want to do with that sort of thing. And the same with uh. all different aspects as well. Like, today was really the first time they did proper, I guess, uh, recorded bits around the actual like, Arena product itself. So that I had, like, Cody... Cody, in a reference to some WCW stuff, or it was NWA, maybe was even before WCW. Uh, but it was... Uh, I think uh, somebody did an interview... With Ric Flair. Oh, it's what's-his-face. Howard Finkel. Not Howard Finkel. (laughs) Mean Gene. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so sorry, Mean Gene. (laughs) Uh, So Mean Gene did an interview with Ric Flair in a limo. So on the show this week, they did uh, Cody being interviewed by Tony Giovanni in a limo on the way to the stadium. Uh, And they did a callback as well to an attack with the car door breaking Dustin's arm, which was a reference to something in the past as well. So to bring it feels like they've taken a lot of the modern day wrestling tropes. they've taken a lot of New Japan stuff as well, like the time limits feels directly taken from New Japan, uh, that sort of thing. They announced the judges, Uh, that's one where uh, I think the phrase I used was if WWE, that's the other comparison as well that you see quite a lot, is some of the stuff AEW are doing, if WWE did it, they would be crapped on.
0: Yeah, it's hard hard to not think that though.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, like the I'm to think of the way of putting it. When there's only one storyteller in town, you kind of forget how different stories can be told because really? that storyteller has been able to define what stories are. AEW's coming about, it's got some similarities and some similar things, but they're, they're telling stories in a different way. But you still uh-huh. see it through the criticism way that you are used to with the other way of storytelling. And it's it's going to take time, essentially, just because they don't know what they what story, how they what kind of storyteller they want to be yet. <laughs> so it is.
0: Yeah, I think that comes from a lot of.
1: Have I lost, Clive? Oh, oh, oh! No, he does. I think you're still in.
0: I'm in. Yeah.
1: Yeah, you're in. You're in. It's fine.
0: Oh, phew. Uh <laughs> I think. The thing with quite a few AEW fans have gravitated and moved over to AEW because and the, they've had a disdain for WWE for quite some time to the point where they've had enough, they've cancelled their network, they don't watch the tip product anymore and they've welcomed AEW into their lives with open arms. So, but there's been things that have been criticised of WWE for years that have been happening in AEW from my limited knowledge of it. And it's like okay, that's fine. So I can I can I can understand that people will say if this happened in WWE, it would be shat on. Uh, it would be defecated on. Sorry, that's the correct <laughs> word to use. So
1: it's fine. We don't. We're just, not. We're uh, not being accepted for monetisation yet.
0: <laughs> right. Fine, yeah. Oh well. Okay. Uh, the. It's just it's a natural thing. It's quite hard not to do that, even when I'm watching. Uh, I also watch ICW, mm. and it's hard to not criticise because there's been they had the big go home show this last weekend before Fear and Loathing, which is ICW's WrestleMania, and you had some great matches, great stories told throughout the big three-hour show, and then you had Kenny Williams and Noam Dar in the main event, and see the crispness and the quality was just. You could tell that these guys had been in a WWE performance centre for the last X amount of months and years, so it's just compare and contrast is just automatic for whenever you're watching any wrestling, I think.
1: Yeah, yeah, well, I kind of like 100% agree. And like uh, one of the uh, i was try to think of because I don't want to use last week's comparison, I guess. Uh, uh, this week, this week they felt like they had the more sports entertainment kind of things, as in they were doing stuff outside the arena. Like I was talking about wow. with, uh, Cody. And then they also had they had a contract signing on the I guess entrance stage. So instead of doing it in the ring, it was a long table and it was Chris Jericho on one side, Cody Rose up the other, and they made it clear that the person in the me- in the middle was an actual lawyer for the company. So when they're signing these things... So instead of like a authority general manager or something like that, it's like, no, we've got AEW's lawyer out here because they're signing documents. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you're right. And uh, they both sat down and did that. And they made it very, very clear that they weren't going to smash each other through the table because the title was important and they got that over. Uh, But I'm not going to lie, this was... uh, Like the more sports, as in it wasn't in ring wrestling, which is what AEW's kind of put their hat on at the moment. Is they're not doing, they haven't in the past done much outside of showing you the in ring product with the odd promo. Uh, Like again, this week, John Moxley cut an amazing promo. Like that's the biggest asset for AEW that I can see so far. Is uh, I can't remember, somebody else made the point. But the biggest, oh, wait, no, somebody from Gorilla Position, who are uh, normally like very pro WWE, uh, they made. Because, of course, they've got all the insider stuff. And really, to keep that, they kind of have to play nice, essentially, and not be dicks. Are you okay? Yeah. I just said dicks. The <laughs> demonetised again. <laughs> well done, you just said
0: that again. Oh, you yeah. said that again. Oh, no. Oh, sorry.
1: <laughs> uh, hopefully, that when we get monetised in the future, this show won't cause any issues. <laughs> It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, what was I talking about? Oh, yeah. So, with... Um, the promos. Like the thing the Grid of Position was saying was that the biggest advantage AEW have got over WWE is their promos. Like they feel so much more authentic. Mostly because it is the performers with notes just going out and presenting their character how they want to. And the people they've had do the promos, they're people they trust to do it. So it's not like everyone's gonna do promo. Like they've had Chris Jericho and John Moxley. That's it. yes. Susan's well, codes well. basically. Yeah, so you got your trusted stars that you know can cut an amazing promo. Like, MJF will be soon, surely. Like He cut one in, like, the build-up shows. But he's not really done much on television itself. Like I think he had one walking to the ring kind of things, but that's not quite the same. Cody's had two non-wrestling things. Chris Jericho, he's had awesome non-wrestling things. Uh, and the same with uh, John Moxley this week, where he came through the crowd. But I was like, yeah, that's the thing I really love as well, is they made a match... Uh, kind of unsanctioned so like like no rules or anything or it won't count towards the tally because they can't trust that the match will stay within the normal confines so they made it unsanctioned so they can go wild at each other and John Moxley was pissed because he wanted his win to go on the record say I beat your guy and so he came through the crowd really really angry just hit the uh, I've forgotten what his dirty deeds is called now but he hit that (laughs) on the uh, guy who was in the ring uh, then cut an amazing heated promo about, well, if you didn't want, yeah, I I want to beat your company guy, Kenny Omega, and you're not letting me do that. So what, what's going to happen next is your issue. It's your own fault that you've built what's about to happen next. It's like, oh, that was awesome. Compared to, I wouldn't be surprised if that same thing was done in WWE. He'd just be like, oh, unsanctioned match, I'm going to kick your ass more than I would normally kick your ass because now it's yeah. no disqualification. <laughs> Something like that. Like, it's
0: the difference yeah, between the wrestler being for to dance with it. That is quite... Um, the whole wins-losses thing, it's not really bothered me that much, but I quite like Moxley's reasoning for being upset about it being an unsanctioned match. It gives a different feel to an, un, an unsanctioned match, rather than, oh, I'm so angry with you that <laughs> we can't let WWE be responsible for the actions. So that's um, quite and quite different and innovative... I like
1: that. Yeah, that's that's kinda how I've been watching AW. Like I'll be watching it and I'll join a match and then they'll do one thing it's like, Oh yeah, that's a, that's a neat idea. I like that. Mm-hmm. Just having the the actual like win loss tally just on their like title card when it comes up with a name when they're making their entrance, just saying that. It's like, oh it's cool on the website as well, it's got their win loss record and the totals and things. Oh like right. at their picture, so it's like front and centre with them. So they're keeping it as really important we don't know long term when it gets to like 78 to not to 52 for each person <laughs> so I don't know will it reset or something uh, there was talk of they might do like a I guess within a certain time frame kind of percentages so it would get their current percentage up or their last past five matches kind of thing like uh-huh. I guess when you look at oh this, this isn't going to translate to America at all I don't know how the which sport you can compare it to but with football when you're looking at the team you're playing, you normally look at the past five matches to see the form of the team that you're playing. And I wouldn't be surprised if they incorporate that kind of thing. As in, recent form will be really important. Like, your total is cool to see, but over time, it'll be your recent form that's the most valued thing. Maybe.
0: It, um, another another good thing they could do, another interesting thing they could do is to keep, keep it a wee bit of sports entertainment-y. As say, for instance, there's a rivalry that's getting really heated, and someone is getting close to getting enough wins to challenge for the, the world title, but it's so heated that they say you can fight me, but if you lose, you lose, you you, you get docked ten points or fifteen wins or something like that.
1: <laughs> something mental. <laughs> <Aye>. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: something that football needs to do. Damn it! Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah, there's so much they can do with it. I'm really interested to see what they do. Do <laughs> there's a better set way to say that sentence? <laughs> um, like someone made the point as well of like how they're going to cope with tournaments and things like that. Like, how is that? How is that going to go in terms of the, uh, I guess, overall feel of the tournament? Especially as like the tag team tournament's been fun. But the one gripe I've got is like maybe some of the other stuff was a bit went a bit too long. But the main event, which was the final of the tag team tournament, like neither team got an entrance, which was just a little bit weird. The match was great. The match was really fun, but it just gave a weird feeling to it, like they knew they were running out of time and when the match ended in a roll-up, like I was really enjoying the match but it didn't feel like this momentous tournament end, in a way. Like maybe it might have been wiser to do it on full gear. Like the Uh pay-per-view next Saturday. Which I'll be live for with Aftershock, hopefully with Jamman. Nice
0: plug. Well
1: done. <laughs> I'm getting better at those. <laughs> it's not it's not just all over the place anymore. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> uh, I've been really enjoying AW. Like, their show is absolutely flying by for me. Uh, NXT, I'm enjoying most of NXT, apart from I am feeling the lull. But part of that could be because I feel like I've got to watch it for this show before like, I go live with NXT. So yeah. I go live with this so I can talk everything. So I'm watching AW then NXT. And of course... I've got life, which also gets in the way and pushes it back. Uh-huh. As I was saying, it was like eight p.m. when I was just finishing NXT, kind of thing. So it's yeah. I'm struggling a bit. I'm doing my best, uh, but I have got the things keeping me in check, like the column, like this show as well. So I'm going to be kept up every single week, even though I'm struggling. Like, I will watch it, <laughs> essentially. Uh, <laughs> yeah, absolutely flying by, even though. Oh, also they've got their thing with um, like. I'm trying to think. Wait, they had Rick and Morty on the show this week, uh, which is hopefully most people know what Rick and Morty is—the uh, cartoon by Dan Harmon, which is hilarious. It's awesome.
0: I've n- I've <laughs> never seen a single theme of it. That's my that. sixth sad admission of the day.
1: <laughs> so, uh, Byrne used to recommend it to me all the time, like when I first met him in the forums down in LOP as well. Uh, like he would recommend it to me all the time. I was like, oh, maybe I'll check it out one day. Like I loved uh, Community, which was also written by Dan Harmon. I was like, I loved that show, and she uh, was like, no, yeah, trust me, he's done this show. It's amazing. It's about a space time traveling grandpa and his uh, grandson, and it's brilliant. So I've eventually got round to watching it, and I hundred percent agreed. I got su- I got sucked into the world. It's uh, <laughs> it's hilarious and very meme-y. Like if you've been on the internet, you've seen Rick and Morty memes. Really caught yeah. on, I guess, with the teenage like generation of this generation, like it's really caught on to a like incredible point. Like you'll see Rick and Morty stuff all over video game like y- names and avatars and stuff. Is <laughs> it's so damn popular? <laughs> uh, uh, but the thing I loved, uh, Excalibur on commentary brought it up like one time, but they had the rock and roll. I forgot what they're called. Uh, oh, what were they called? The the tag rock team. Rock and Roll Express. That's yes, it. They had Rock and Roll Express on and one of them's called Rick Morton which <laughs> they had Rick and Morty on the same show as Rick Morton and I was like please do something <laughs> we'll <laughs> I know Rick Morton will be lost I have no idea what's going on <laughs> but uh, no they didn't do any of that uh, they just had uh, Trent Baretta and Chucky T come out dressed as uh, the characters and they had uh, the Rick and Morty voice people were like doing their intro for them as like the ring announcer announcing who they were wishing them luck so, like, be careful, guys, like that kind of thing. It was interesting as well. Uh, plus, it's a look to see how they can test advertising. Like, this week felt the most experimental, and I was saying it didn't feel like everything hit. Uh, one of the things is, what could they advertise on the show? So the ring posts were, I guess, green warp, time warp kind of things from Rick and Morty, uh, and it had uh-huh. Rick and Morty written on the corner pads as well. So it's like the ring was an advertisement in a way. It wasn't on the map. It was yeah. just the ring post and the turnbuckles. So, if, But it felt very experimental. Like they're testing stuff yeah. out. Like this is week five. This is that like, you know what the product is now. The nostalgia, not nostalgia, the novelties were enough. And they're still testing stuff. Like what can they do? And that's why NXT feels the same to be fair. Every week testing out something new. We've got the entrance from Poppy. They've never done that in full sale as far as I know.
0: So That's true. That's true. Yes.
1: Yeah. But Both shows are putting stuff out there uh, and as I said in the column it feels like AW are finally kicking into gear, sorry, kicking into full gear, the pun's there
0: Clive oh, Well done, well done
1: <laughs> The perfect audience for me to do that, <laughs> Clive I'll leave like that one Yeah, But yeah, that's my real my, my thoughts on AW, I'm loving it I'm seeing the flaws and stuff, uh, but I am still loving it, doesn't really matter to me, it's blowing by Same with NXT, aside from the lulls loving it Modern Night Raw has massively improved from the point over the summer where it was like the two weeks of what will be canon in two weeks' time. Like, that's not an issue anymore. You know what will be canon. The question is, do you like the story? <laughs> in terms of this week's exactly. Raw, yeah, the answer is no <laughs> from this week's Raw. Uh, but that's I decided that problem. after the first segment. Yeah. Like, I did a whole thing on Twitter just saying, like, yeah, this feud's just not for me. It's fine. Like, I just won't watch it. I'll moan about it but um, it's not for me and then this week cemented that even more <laughs> I don't even know Like I don't even know where they, it feels like it's being written like every like from week to week they're doing oh, what can we take it to now so par for the course really <laughs> for the rest of WWE oh. and Smackdown's very quickly becoming my least favourite show
0: but I've not, uh, I've not really paid much attention to Smackdown since it moved to Fox actually
1: yeah that was Vicky's rec- recommendation it was, you don't have to watch Smackdown, you know him. <laughs> it's a very yeah. strong point. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, so that's, I could feel my brain turning off. It's probably time that I shut off and go to bed. There has been an illness going around my house. So this week oh, I've struggled. And given the time of year, all I really want to do is just lie in bed watching Twin Peaks. So yeah, start of the week a guy a guy uploaded a four and a half hour video explaining Twin Peaks. It's like done the rounds on the internet <laughs> and I watched it and my brain's been weirdly active and thinking ever since questioning the world around me. <laughs> so expect an interesting column. <laughs> Come Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not just uh, Crown Jewel or as I've been calling it everywhere, name redacted. It's a joke that WWE can't say Saudi Arabia so I just say name redacted in the column. So it's the name redacted special. It's not just that. It was it's the formerly Brexit special. But it's not Brexit anymore, so I can't have Clive do any puns on that. Oh. However, it is Halloween. Clive, do you have uh, any Halloween puns?
0: No, I've not really got a Halloween pun, but I've got a Jewish holiday pun. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right. Let's go with the Jewish holiday pun. <laughs> And see if we stay
0: uh, monetized. <laughs> Let's see what this is. Right. Uh, I mean, you've got the whole the fiend and all that, and there was lots of booze at the crowd and stuff like that. But the I just it came to me just as Bray Wyatt became the Universal Champion. That maybe when it's the next big Jewish holiday, he could say Yahweh <laughs> that's So bad. Ah,
1: <laughs> 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 oh, aka. The perfect way to sign off the show. <laughs> it's yeah. awful,
0: awful, awful, climb joke. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome, listeners.
1: Uh, I, I was myself going to try and think of one, but I yeah did everything so late that I had absolutely no time. Uh, yeah, it was a mental half hour. Hey.
0: Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry again. That was poor of me. Hardware issues, hopefully. I'm actually recording the... Last semi final for the Ricky and Clive quest time invitational on Saturday night and I'm now panicking because my laptop seems to be on the bunk, so Oh dear.
1: Oh dear. Well, fingers crossed, it all works in time for that. Yes. Uh, I have uh I have I've um I've been present. <laughs> I'll leave it there. <laughs> it says, oh, <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the uh, is it gonna be uh, like the just like if you've if you don't know the Ricky and Clive we might as well turn this into the plugs now to end the show. But on the Vicky and Clive show Over on Social Suplex Network Which is uh, mostly uploaded onto Podbean uh, And Spread other places But uh, they've been doing A quiz time invitational I was part of the first round and got immediately Knocked out by fellow uh, Lords of Pain columnist Sir Sam Who's then gone on to the second round To face from Keeping It Strong Style podcast who had Rocky Romero On the show uh, this week So go give that, oh, oh, went so posh. Go give that a listen well done. <laughs> <laughs> so if you, uh, go give that, a listen. But uh, the man to we'll be facing will be Young Boy from that podcast who beat Joey Donovan in the first round. So that has been recorded this week. Uh, is it going to be like the other ones where it's a tad of a delay from the recording to the release? Or you're trying to get? Yes. It,
0: yeah. Yeah. That will be that will be released at a normal time of Wednesday this coming Wednesday. Oh, okay. So. so yeah. It's, we're recording it on Saturday because we have someone, we've got two people, British Standard Time, mm. one person Eastern Standard Time in America and someone in Australian Eastern Time. So we're recording it literally over two separate days at the same time. It sounds like a, a deleted theme from Back to the Future so this is one of the only times that we're all available. So we're recording on Saturday night, Sunday morning and it's going to be dropped onto the podcast fingers crossed hardware <laughs> issues is uh, and it'll be there for Wednesday and we'll find out who the finalist is the other finalist who will face Ray Cash who was on your show a couple yes. of weeks ago
1: yes, it was shout out to Ray Cash or Kayfabe Ray Cash
0: Kayfabe <laughs> Ray Cash yes. yes shout out to ranch
1: I love how he's, he's. that's part of his Twitter name now I know, thing. I was
0: wondering, what is this all about? And then I listened to the podcast and I thought, ah, right, this makes a lot of sense.
1: <laughs> I just, for some reason, I didn't want to call him, man. It wasn't happening. <laughs> no, yeah, made <rain laughs> Cash every time. <laughs> so I just stuck with it. <laughs> like, I'm going by kayfabe names. <laughs> so, <Yep>. yeah. <laughs> like, you and you, and Ricky, you, you're Ricky and Clive in real-life yes. situations as well. You're Ricky and Clive. Nothing else.
0: <laughs> no. Yes. Uh, yeah, just like Pele and Adele, we don't have surnames, it's just Ricky and Clive.
1: Yeah. Ricky, Clive, Ray Cash is his real name as well. He doesn't have a surname or anything, just Ray Cash, yeah. <laughs> and I'm Imp <laughs> yeah, I'm just Imp. I don't have anything else. <laughs> just imp, no other thing. Yeah. Oh. I still I feel like I should have picked a better name than <laughs> the one I went with when I signed up to Laws of Pain. It's like oh Too
0: late, it's done now.
1: <laughs> I didn't realise that the implications would stay stuck as my name forever when I chose it. It's just like, yeah, this is a, this is a good enough name to use to for now. I like it's always sunny in Philadelphia. I'll go with a reference to that scene. Uh, nope, stuck with me forever. <laughs> I'm the implications. Oh. Or or I'm, I'm an imp. I don't know which one's better. <laughs> the implications is an odd name. But imp is like, no, I'm, I'm like six foot. Imp doesn't really work. <laughs> it's a novel. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, that brings me to the end of the show. We've just plugged Ricky and Clive over on Social Suplex, so go give their show a listen. It came out yesterday, if I'm right. Yes. No, yes, it yes. did. Later yesterday, uh-huh. yeah. Yeah, yeah. I got a bit confused. It, got, it was released late yesterday, so I was already in bed when I saw it. That's why I'm a bit confused. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. so, that's up on Social Suplex as well. I've already plugged it, keeping its strong style and their thing, so keep an eye out for the... Uh, Ricky and Clive Invitational I don't know why I can't say it anymore Quiz I'm Invitational Uh, where can people find you on the social medias?
0: We're mainly on Twitter and we're at Ricky and Clive where I'm not sure exactly if Ricky's keeping up to date with it but on Thursdays I've started doing an NXT Twitter review thread. Uh, I've stuck with that for the last three weeks now and shortly before coming on tonight the NXT thread went up so if you want a quick read of what I thought if you haven't been listening to us for the last uh, hour or so then check it out But at Ricky and Clive
1: oh he, he did it so well I was drinking a pint of fizzy water <laughs> so I wasn't quite ready yeah <laughs> so <laughs> I'll be back next Thursday to talk about what's happening I guess I could be previewing full gear I'll be talking about that week with NXT whatever they're doing as well as they built a war games how WWE are doing now that Crown Jewel's out of the way and they can finally also not go anywhere because it's Survivor Series. <laughs> we'll see what happens there. Uh, it could be exciting. Could be not. Which which, one, which thing's going to happen? Are WWE going to finally be able to move stories forward? Or is it still going to be stuck? We'll find out. It'll be interesting. But AEW Full Gear is next Saturday. So, uh, yes, I'm going to have a lot on my plate. I will be live immediately afterwards with our LP Radio AEW Aftershock. So keep an eye out for that on lawsofpain.net. It might be the first time I do it live on YouTube. There's the added thing of I've not got like any download... I've not made any images for it yet, so maybe I'll try and do something. But it's also... Uh, I'd have to be doing it at, like, 5am. So I can do this now. It's I'm sorting this out at, like, 9pm. 9, 9 it's nice and easy. But 5am? Hmm. will <laughs> see if my brain's good enough. <laughs> I'd have to be awake in order to do that. So give that out but yes yeah, so I'll be back next Thursday to preview the show then I'll be with you on Saturday for full gear so yeah uh, suck it America we get it for 15 quid huh. <laughs> we've got laws. To... <laughs> we've got consumer laws suck it <laughs> so, uh... <laughs> you're with your $60 <laughs> Uh but please do check out the other shows over on LOP Radio. Uh, tomorrow, we have got Mad Plan and Mazza with the right side of the pond. They're currently doing a series debunking the myths of the new gen, going through one, like, what show by show about why the new gen is actually good, and doing it in detail and explaining their themselves. So, it's an amazing listen. I've not uploaded it to the YouTube site, because I kind of feel like it's worthy of something better than just being uploaded with an image. I want to do justice for it. Uh... We'll we'll see if I ever find the time to do that. <laughs> <What does> actually <laughs> upload it? <laughs> but that's my plan anyway. Yeah, Saturdays is reserved for, as I just said, our AW AfterShock shows and all about Elite, which is our normal coverage of AEW of like a wider kind of feeling. Uh, that show's currently on I can say on hiatus though, so that will hopefully be coming back soon. Uh, Sundays is our WWE AfterShock shows, so a similar thing. Uh, Monday Kingdom of Honor with Jaman and his friend Jeff talking Rhin of Honor New Japan uh, now this, that's the show they used to cover NWA and Power and it's a the show they used to talk about Impact as it is the night before the next show airs Tuesdays Global Revolution currently on hiatus Miss Van's not having a great time <laughs> he's had to put everything on hiatus uh, one by one slowly hopefully Miss Van will be back uh, amazing listen giving you a wider uh, the wider products all around the wrestling world Wednesdays is planned Sports Entertainment is Dead with the new format where, you, where they choose one match at a time and talk about it in great detail. Uh, this week went up today on the YouTube channel uh, The the Undertaker versus Roman Reigns from WrestleMania 33. So Sam chose that match to talk about it positively. AKA, that should be an interesting listen. Justify yourself, Sam. We'll <laughs> give that a listen when it goes up. And the next day it's me! You can follow me on Twitter at TheDamnInPicat. You can read my columns. I've oh, clicked my thumb. <laughs> you can read my columns <laughs> over on uh, lawsofpain.net. They post every single Saturday. As I said, like in the afternoon of Saturday, if you want like immediate coverage as soon as SmackDown finishes, just wait for Tito. He'll have something up as well. Like, it's, it's not just that it's me and Tito doing a column. It's that they're both pretty long columns as well. We, we give you substance <laughs> when we upload on Saturday. Uh, long, long stuff. Oh, I also wanted to promote. uh, Tito's also written a column which went up in the middle of this week about uh, the day that, titled "The Day That WCW Died," but a wider look at the death of WCW. It's a beast long column, aka the type of thing you'd expect me to put out about about New Japan or something. But yeah, on WCW. So. More actually catering to the audience of the site compared to Vice stuff. <laughs> where people are just like, I'm not going to read something about a foreign promotion. Oh, <laughs> What's wrong with you? Oh. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, so I'll be back next week. Follow me on Twitter and that lot. Read my column. Follow Ricky and Clive on Twitter. Check out the show as well. I think I've plugged everything. I'm, I'm, like,
0: camp. Oh.
1: <laughs> it's one of those things where I have so much to burn through. I must be forgetting something, but I don't think I am. Uh, check out the other videos on the Laws of Pain YouTube. At the moment, we're trying to get up to the I think it's I can't remember if it's three or four thousand hours watched. You need to get to before you can be monetized. So a live stream like this is brilliant because it talk, even if like no one, not many people watch it, it doesn't matter because it's chalking talk, away time. Time's the thing that matters. So we, that's why we're doing the live streams and the podcasts at the moment. The longer stuff, which kind of chips away at that, whilst making like more substance content to hopefully go out like in the near future. But with that I bid you all adieu and Clive also bids adieu.
0: Adieu. <laughs>
1: <laughs> with that yeah. Adieu. Adios, my brain's turning off. Uh good night. A little bit of a bonus for the podcast listeners. <laughs> because I can't do everything at once, I'm not say. I'm gonna play the theme on the podcast so now I bid you adieu on the podcast as well uh, a little bonus for checking that out instead adios oh. <laughs> Dio, it's, not, it's not actual good content <laughs> it's just I could put it on the DVD like full bonus content and it's just me talking about <coughs> books <laughs> oh you can also swear Clive because you're not on YouTube anymore
0: I'm all swear out I'm, I'm PG now <laughs>
1: uh, uh, well I can say shit <laughs> say clearly <laughs> that would be fun uh anyway uh adios podcast
0: Ten.